This is episode 268 of Nerd's Eye View for the 22nd of March. Not our last, it's like 31 days, right? 31 days, half September, March, June, and November. 29, nope, no rhyme. Well, no, because in February it was a leap year, right? I'm not Calendar Man, so I don't You're know not that. Calendar Man? I don't know that exact. Uh, I thought you were Calendar Man thing. this whole time. No, my name is not Julian Day. Because I only turn you on uh, when it's a holiday <laughs> to see what special event you have going on. My name is not Julian Gregory Day. Could okay. he get more obvious? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. <laughs> Welcome to Nerds Eye View. Uh, this is our first regular show mm-hmm. after your hiatus. Mm hmm. Uh, it was a week. Come well, on. Well, look, uh, I don't know if you listened to the show, but Andrew, uh, uh, Matt and I killed you. Uh-huh. Yeah, And I heard, we I heard. disposed of you, but you miraculously came back to life. That also used to be a running gag with Tom, I feel like. Was it Tom or was it Esposito? There was a running gag where... I feel like... No, Esposito we had uh, gagged and, and bound up somewhere. Yeah, ben, Benson would kill tom or something and one time tom i think he met john wayne in heaven i don't remember the bit it was a weird bit that's deep we did some weird old bits Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i'm back uh it was weird i believe that was literally the first nerds i view that doesn't have me yeah so yeah you know 266 without a break i'll take it yeah you deserve some time off I just and, served one week. And I, uh, that's all you get. Uh-huh. Look, uh, I'm sorry, but that was your contract. You, There's no room for renegotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I handled, uh, held down the fort. You did great. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was proud of it. And um, I just want to say a special thank you to Matt Benson, because when it came time to look for a guest, he was the one who brought up, why don't we just watch three movies? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yes, <laughs> let's do that. And, the, and it turned out really well. He watched everything that came out, so we, for this week, had to watch Whiskey Tango Fox, <laughs> right. which came out like three weeks ago, well, <laughs> to maybe one theater, and now yeah. it's in maybe 10 theaters. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know what? I'm a little upset. I'm, what? I, I, don't, <laughs> I somehow forgot Eye in the Sky came out, and the yeah. theater that I was at had it, and I was like, why didn't we just do Eye in the Sky? You could have told me. Well, for the few, well, we'll save it for a bonus. Yeah, right? that'd be yeah. great. Because we were actually excited for that movie. Yeah, we were. And for me, I didn't even know this film existed until... I saw a trailer two weeks ago. And it was another, there was a trailer before my showing yesterday Mm -hmm. as just a reminder, like, hey, this movie's out. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So that's, that's our review. What else we got? Uh, We're reviewing, did we talk about it? Whiskey Tango I just said we're going to review, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Look, I don't really pay attention when you talk. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I, I, I do the thing where I just, I'm queuing up what I'm going to say in my head while you're speaking, and I just wait. I don't even hear, mm-hmm. but these, these headphones aren't even on. No. I just watch your mouth until it stops, and then I start talking. Uh, but we're do- after that, uh, we're going to do guess the endings for uh, the two best movies coming out next week, uh, Born to be Blue, and they're watching. Um, there are some indie films coming out called My Big Frat Greek Waiting 2, and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, but like, uh, that's like a kids movie, right? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's going to be in like three theaters. Yeah. Um, the weird thing was is they skipped over regular cinemas and went straight to dollar theaters. Yeah, uh, I guess they don't have a lot of uh, trust in what they made. And then uh, a little film called I Saw the Light is coming out with our our, our boy Tommy Hilda uh, playing a, a country singer. And uh, but you know before all that we're going to have our top ten. 
as we always do, and our new releases. And, uh, of course, the little game known as... What's this movie called? Do we have a name for that game? No, there's no name for that. We need to... We we need keep, to we've been workshopping and there, nothing workshop. has come up. Okay. All right. Well, let's just... You know what? Let's do the top ten. All right. Count me down. Uh, you might become number ten. The Revenant, especially if you go hang out with number nine. The Brothers Grimsby, who are undertaking a number eight. The Perfect Match. Afterwards, you'll be shouting number seven. Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot, which you might have to go to on your way to number six. London has fallen because it was attacked by number five. Deadpool, who's on his way to visit you at number four. Ten, Cloverfield Lane, and if you make it there, it'll be a real number three. Miracles from Heaven, which is definitely not what number two is. Uh, Stick with me. It's a long one. The Divergent series Ali Giant Ali Giant excuse me oh. uh, Pert Wound Pert Wound uh, and if you if you're smart you'll go to number one Zootopia I almost thought you were just gonna say Zune Zune yep. I think about the Zune a lot how about you uh, I feel like it died too early uh, I feel welcome, like it was an actually good device. Welcome to Zune Corner. Uh, we're going to talk about the Zune for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, this is a new segment. Um, you came back from your Sponsored trip. Sponsored by Microsoft. Uh, give me Have those you binged lately? M dollar Bing signs. Us. Give them to us. <laughs> Bing me on the Zune. I do think about the Zune a lot, though. Yeah. I really do. Because it was so, it was good. Well, it was an idea. The I mean, it was like, hey, get Ahead an iPod. Time. Or a Zune. Whoa, what's that? Yeah, you know, that's a whole deal. I think the problem was is no one liked the movie Dune, yeah. and they just got them confused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were think, uh, are you? What are you saying? Zoom? Zoom? I don't. I don't want to go fast. I just yeah. want to listen to music. I don't want. I don't want the the arch enemy of the Flash. Yeah. Please no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Zootopia killing it as it should be because mm-hmm. that's a great movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, Disney's just knocking it out of the park, and I don't. I mean. There's some good stuff on here. Go see The Revenant. Go see Deadpool. Well, Revenant's still hanging on, which is interesting. Well, it's because those numbers. Mm-hmm. Look at those numbers. They're real low. Mm-hmm. Uh, go see 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'm going to say I'm 100% surprised that Whiskey Tango Foxtrot is even on the top 10. Yeah, after three weeks. Well, but look at that number. Mm-hmm. 2.8 million. Mm-hmm. On a good week, it wouldn't even be making it on the list. Because mm-hmm. on a good weeks, the number 10 is like around 5 to 7 million. I, not that I've seen the movie that I'm going to compare it to right now, but mm-hmm. um, like just from the trailer, I got the feeling of... Um, oh, shit, what was that called? The Sandra Bullock one where she has to go save a presidential election or something in uh, a South American country. Oh, our, our brand, brand is crisis. Is crisis. Wow! It reminded the trailer reminded me Look, of that. Hey, you need to give me a high five. That That's the even, first time I've ever remembered the name of a movie out of nowhere. It's true. No, that didn't even like make the top ten. No, it came out to a thud. Yeah, I haven't heard of that movie. And since that movie it came out. also had Billy Bob Thornton. Interesting, well, that's right? Billy Bob Thornton's everywhere. Think about that. Good for him. Uh, but we'll we'll get more into work. the whiskey tangos later. Uh, Brothers Grimsby, meh, meh. Yeah, Deadpool's still hanging on. I think yeah. we 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 talked the last time. I I kind of remember that we talked about how long do we think it's going to last. There's a superhero uh, movie coming out this weekend. You're talking about Deadpool? Yeah. Well, it's got another two weekends. You don't think the BVS will just knock it out? Or you think it'll hang on because BVS will take a big chunk and then it'll be the trailing numbers? Trailing yeah. numbers mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. So Deadpool will still be there. 
I think I'll maybe have another the week. week after that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what's coming out the week after that, but yeah, I think and you're then, probably right. And then after that, I'll probably be gone. It, 10 weeks is respectable. Mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it, it's more it, than res- it's, it, passed. it did so good that all the, all the executives are thinking about how do we make a Deadpool movie that isn't yeah. de- like, how do we do this? But we don't have that character. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what do we do? <laughs> well, we got, so we got one thing, right? Please yeah. God. Um, oh man. So yeah, good, good numbers. Yep. Oh, I'm glad. I'm I'm happy people are seeing Tin Cloverfield Lane because mm-hmm. that was a very divisive movie on the internet. I still have to see it. Uh, you should. I want to. Talk to. About I it. want to. Okay. All right. Moving on to uh, what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, here's another long one. The Hunger James, Mocking Jay, Part Two. Yeah. So just as uh, uh, Divergence also coming to a close, uh, Hunger Games is already closed. Um, What's the next one that's going to end? I feel Maze Runner is yeah. that still going strong? Oh, did you hear about the guy? He got yeah, hurt. Yeah, the guy got hurt. He's in the hospital right now. Bummer. Good thing they didn't pick him for Spider Man. Oh, that's mean. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah. It well, was. He, they would have had to pick a new one. Yeah, that's true. Um, and not that it even mattered. The C- Spider Man in that trailer was all CGI. Yeah. Who cares? He was so CGI. Yeah. Or he was real, but his his face. No, they he's did the Deadpool thing. CGI. You think he was one hundred percent CGI? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I look at him and I just see the CGIs. Did you say uh, Mockingjay Part Two? Did you see it? No, I didn't. Uh, I did actually, you, they showed much, it for free at school, and I missed it. How much of the series have you seen? Like all of them except for this one? That might be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I felt like the only reason I saw this one in theaters. Mm-hmm. Was like an obligation to myself. You're like, I gotta like, finish it. I've seen the all the other ones. Mm-hmm. I just need to do this already. That's why I think it doesn't matter that Divergent Part One or whatever the hell is, is number two when mm-hmm. it opened because they're gonna make that last one no matter what. And all I heard was how disappointed the people who made it were because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the money it wasn't making. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know what they expected. It, those first two movies weren't that good. Mm-hmm. They really weren't. You know. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer. What can you do? What's, uh, the, what's the next new one uh, that's going to be next new kids thing? I feel like that's Ma- dying Maze Runner's out. going on. Uh, See, I feel like most of the... like. I heard Miss Peregrine's School for Weirdos oh, is a book yeah. series, but I don't know how that's yeah, going to work. Because and, and that to me looks like Victorian X-Men, and I just don't care. And it's uh, t- uh, Tim Burton, yeah, right? Yeah, Timmy B. Yeah. Poor guy. What can you do? He didn't even get to do his Alice sequel, which, which also, why is yeah. there an Alice sequel? Yeah, but <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's like, he's like, hey, I want to do this movie. They're like, no, but we'll do it, mm. which is super crappy, mm. but, you know, whatever. Huh. He just needs to make that Beetlejuice sequel, and then we'll, oh, we'll be okay. 2017. I don't think it's true. 20, I think it's 100% true. I think. Keaton and Winona Ryder both said Yes. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger also said he was doing another Terminator, and then they were like, oh, but they're not. He just wants to. And uh, what's his name? Jeremy Renner was like, I'd do a hockey Netflix show. And it's like, yeah, of course you would. Yeah. You're not going to say no to that. Mm-hmm. Like, you, <laughs> come on. Oh. <clears throat> also, I'd watch the crap out of that. Yeah, me too. I want a lot of Netflix shows now. Can I just get all of them? Uh, do you think Punisher deserves his own show? Yes. Because well, oh, I haven't seen the final. I mean, I'm not done with the season. See, here's the thing for so me. I don't even know. Is I think he's great as a side character. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if if he would work as a 
as a show all for his own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like he he exists well as a as a contrast to Daredevil, and then if I'm sure he's going to be going forward in the Luke Cage show, and you know what I mean, he's going to show up, and and I love that because he will be such a, a contrast to the heroes. Yeah. Um, I don't think he would be good in his own show. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe that. Well, we love John. We love uh, John Bernthal. Uh, does an amazing job. We love John Bernthal. Oh, good for him. Where are we in this document? Uh, okay, uh, Blu-ray. DVD only, nothing. Blu-ray. Well, it's a dead format. <laughs> Blu-ray. Here comes our game with no name. The game with no name. As soon as this thing opens, uh, I have a film it. here coming out new on Blu-ray called Clean Slate. Okay. Do you know what it is? Because I, I ask because a couple tell of times you, you know. What I told the judge when he asked me if I'd ever heard about the case before. Uh-huh. Uh No. <laughs> that was like a big windup for <laughs> just a small pitch. Okay. Uh, I don't even know what clues to give you. Um, give, give me all of them. Give me all of them. All of them. All right. Here's your your goal. Here is to guess what the film is about. I'm going to give you as many clues as I feel like giving you. Do it's it. called Clean State. Clean Slate. State? Slate. It's from 1994. Clean Stale. It stars Dana Carvey. Ooh. Uh, also on the list is James Earl Jones. Oh my goodness. Michael Gambon, who I believe was Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. If I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also going to say that in the description, uh, there's a character who is a private eye. When does the movie come out? 94. Hmm. What is it about? So one of those carryover... And remember, Dana Carvey. I feel like that's important. That's very important. <sighs> I don't think you'd know the director, so I'm not even going to mention it. Yeah, I don't know names. Hmm. Um, I feel like this is a spiritual sequel to uh, Inner Space. How so? Uh, where it's about a, a bumbling dork who kind of gets embroiled into something bigger than himself. You know, there's all these parties trying to to do nefarious deeds. And uh, instead of a tiny person inside of a submersible being uh, injected into his glutamus, Baximus, uh, it's, it's just him uh, kind of fumbling into the situation and... Uh, because he's a private eye, he's got enough smarts to keep himself alive, but he just kind of tumbles through the whole experience and, and eventually wins the day. All right, here we go. Clean Slate, 1994. Mobsters trail an amnesiac private eye mm-hmm. and a mystery woman searching for a priceless coin. Oh, okay. It's the clean slate. Yeah. He has amnesia. Yep, yep, yep. I see what they were doing. I see it. Let's see it. Okay, get back to the document. TV. There we go. TV. D. Yeah. Uh, this is where I try and guess whether or not you've seen these TV shows. Starting with new on TVD this week. Fear the Walking Dead, the complete first season. I'm going to say nah. Didn't watch it. You'd be right, because I haven't seen more than two episodes of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to watch that one. It was funny. I think it was when I was at the theater. I saw an ad for Fear the Walking Dead. Right. And the way that the ad was, 
was that you didn't see any of the people in the show because they're not nobody knows who they are. Yeah, who who cares? They're all, they're all no name actors. Either no names or maybe they die really quickly mm-hmm. or the like probably the biggest name dies in the first of like course. three episodes. Yeah, they pull they pull Han Solo. It was just a bunch of zombies and also a boat. And I was thinking, what? Of course. What? Is this some knockoff? And then yeah. I said, Fear the Walking Dead. I was like, oh, yeah. kind of a knockoff. Sounds about right. And then, uh, I feel like this is cheating, but I love mentioning it. Uh, new on TVD. Turn, Washington Spies, the complete second season. Of course, you watched all of this. Every single episode. You love this show so I much. I love this show. And this, I wrote it exactly in the document as yeah. it appears. Yeah. This show is, is almost as good as its title is bad. <laughs> <laughs> is it on history? What, A&E? It's, uh... Because whoever has it, they're bad at titles. It's AMC, I think. Yeah. Wait, is AMC the ones who did Mad Men? I didn't watch Mad Men. Yes. Wow, they really screwed up here. It's because it was Turn. And they thought nobody understood Turn, so they had to add a... Yeah, and instead of just saying Turncoat... Oh. Which would have made sense. Oh, I get sense. it now. I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> no, which would have made sense. It. Uh, they just added Washington spies on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, just remove turn then, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Uh, so if you want to, you know, pick up any of those, go to your local video store. Uh, watch turn. <laughs> and just watch turn. Uh, the first season, though. Don't skip to the second season. None of it will make sense. <laughs> like, who are all these characters and why are they doing these things? Why aren't they explaining what they're doing? Yeah. Wow, this is a weird... I don't understand. This is a weird show. There's a moment when uh, they explained the difference between... Uh, American diners and, and British diners, and I'm not talking about the place where you get food, but the way you eat, uh-huh. and uh, about how when you cut with your fork, oh, yeah. you switch the you fork, switch to, your the other fork hand, to the other hand, and then they kill a dude Yeah, in that same scene. Because he switched it. Because he didn't switch it. Oh, he didn't So they switch. knew he was pretending to be someone he wasn't, and that guy, and yeah, so it's like, if you saw that scene and you, you weren't aware of what's yeah. happening, that would be so confusing. It's a great scene, though. Mm-hmm. It's a real good scene. All right, when we come back, we'll be doing our review of Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I almost forgot the name. Yeah, I've had trouble saying it all day. Hello out there in Benview podcast land. My name is Josh, and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games, or more accurately, listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. Are you okay, man? I gotta pee. We're still five mics. Media asset must be dumping out. No, I'm just getting my pants on. The network needs reporters on the ground in Afghanistan. And you folks are all the unmarried, childless personnel in this bureau. <laughs> Kim, are you gonna be joining in? The travel or the crime? <laughs> How many people do you need? She says, uh, welcome to Afghanistan. Listen to me now. This is where the foreign reporters live. Welcome to the fun house. Oh my god, it's so nice to have another woman in the house. In Afghanistan, you're a serious piece of ass. In New York, you're like six, seven. Here, you're nine. Borderline ten. What are you here, like a 15? Yeah. Huh. Miss Baker, this is an extreme environment. Grenade, down, down! 
I've seen people with actual experience make bad decisions here. You should let me interview you. But I do not know you. How can we get to know each other? <laughs> yes, kid. Excellent. It's bananas here. I don't think I can do this. We are all here for a reason. So what's your reason? I just wanted out of my job. I wanted out of my mildly depressive boyfriend. What are we doing, Kim? Just wanted to blow everything up. That's the most American white lady story I've ever heard. Look, either we go big or we go home. I need a story. I need to get something on the air. It's too dangerous. Don't you think that would be great, that kind of exposure? Pretty good for you, too. Keep his in the car! Trying to shoot us! <laughs> Ooh, Rob Baker. Guess so. Last night, what happened? The usual. Cobble happens. Today, Cobble's first licensed female driver, Gulbahar Yousefi, hits the road. In the front. That sucks. That sucks for women. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, directed by Glenn Ficara and one other. Thank you, IMDb. I really I enjoy it when you do that. Uh, starring Tina Fey, Margot Robbie, Martin Freeman, Alfred Molina, with a big old bushy beard, Christopher Abbott. Don't know who you are, but you were great too. Billy Bob, our boy Billy Bob. Oh, the boy Billy Bob. Uh, and then Nicholas Braun, who you're going to love this. That was Tall Brian. I recognized him from How to Be Single. Oh, I haven't seen that movie yet. He was the dummy. I'm going to call him the dummy. That was He was in How to Be Single. Nice. Uh, well, he was like the ex-boyfriend or whatever. Oh. Uh. Well, I wish that character was in it more. I'm looking through the cast list. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, Shakira. <laughs> That's the character name. Mm-hmm. Not the... So no one gets confused. Shakira was in Zootopia. There's a character named Shakira in this film. Right. We got Shakira mania over the nation. Yeah, they're not related. Look, we don't want to do... Maybe I just don't want to talk about this movie. What does Uh, IMDb even describe it as? I'm getting that feeling. Uh, IMDb, what are you doing to me right now? Oh, a journalist recounts her wartime coverage in Afghanistan. Says it's based on a true story. What do you have over there? You have details on this true story that it's based so, on. So the weird thing is, is it says it's based on a book called The Taliban Shuffle. But if you put Whiskey Tango, Tango Foxtrot into IMDb, uh-huh. that's the name of a memoir about a photographer and her time in Iraq. Mm-hmm. So isn't that... I, that's just strange to me that they name this movie what it's named... But that's not the story. Mm-hmm. The memoir is about an Iraq, an Iraq story with a different person, a different woman, who's a photographer. Mm-hmm. And this book and movie is based on a field reporter. Like two yeah. completely different stories. Why did they, they give changed, that name to this person? And they person? also changed her last name. Yeah. Kim Barker, who wrote The Taliban Shuffle. Uh, it's just, it's just so... Kim Baker. It's so confusing to me that they named it after... They stole the name from a memoir that was about a different different person completely. Isn't that weird? It's weird. And I'm just going to say it's weird that this was marketed so heavily as a comedy. When it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah. And even the title is kind of a play on, you know, oh, it's a, a joke yep. of, of uh, WTF. military lingo. 
yet they never actually say that in the film, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. No, I didn't hear it. Uh, they could have named this film after pretty much anything that Billy Bob Thornton said. At any point. Because he said so many great, weird military things. He was so good. Yeah. He, whenever he showed up, I was happy. I was like, like oh, thank God. Like, Oorah Baker would have been a good title. Yeah. Or um, what's that one where he's saying, uh, you ever think you're, you're an engineer and on the train and you're screaming something pig? What is mm-hmm. he saying? Like, hot pig or steel, yeah. steel pig or something? Yeah. What, whatever that was. He's got real And good she just lines. says, I don't. I don't. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> he, he just leaves. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. That's some good stuff. Uh, I didn't know Alfred Molina was in this, but when that character shut up, I looked at him and I said, "I think underneath all that hair, it's Alfred Molina." Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what's going on. Did you see the one user review on IMDb? No. Can you read it? WTF? Sure great. Comma shouldered by Tina Fey. Comma is not a comedy. And then there's like. Three large paragraphs. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a... It, I don't want to say it's a bummer, but it's about war. Yeah, and it's, it's... And it's about people that, like, they... Become addicted to the... Kind of? Adrenaline of... Tina Fey's character... I mean, let's give a half-hearted explanation here. Okay. Tina Fey's character worked behind the scenes in a, in a newsroom. And was just hating her job a, because of how boring it was. Yeah, in 2003. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, when uh, all the war stuff began... The, the company that she works for brings her in and says, you guys are all of the old, unmarried people, basically. Yeah, and, and kind of, like in a sense, they almost say expendable because they yeah. are behind the scenes. These right. are people who generally aren't in front of the camera mm-hmm. and have a they, chance to be and that's but what, not really yeah they're trying to give it as an opportunity mm-hmm. and so that's why she takes she kind of says yeah let me let i me mean try this. do you want to know the real reason why uh why they pick those people huh. because the company has to ensure their time there and they are the most cost effective oh yeah because they don't have to pay out a large sum of money to like a family if they die mm-hmm. so it they are 100 percent expendable um and so she, she kind of goes on this journey, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I think it's, I've never liked it when a film does this. The film starts in the, in the kind of oh, present future it. and it goes like, it. oh, three years ago. And, and for, for, for no for, reason. For one reason in particular, I hated this, mm-hmm. is because something happens in the initial scene and then it says three years ago. Uh-huh. And then about two years in, she's in a situation where she could have easily died. And I, in my head, I'm like, I know she survives. Yeah, I know she makes. I, mean, it. I know, I know. Everybody in the scene also makes it with her yeah. because they were in that scene. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Yeah, you're killing the suspense. I mean, maybe they didn't want the suspense. <sighs> I didn't even think of that because all I thought of because you only see about two characters in that scene. Yeah, that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about halfway through this film, it kind of becomes a romantic comedy a romance yeah. thing going on and then at the end there's kind of some zero dark 30 shit going on love blooms in a battlefield yeah and then at the very end it's it's kind of like well we went through the journey mm-hmm. does what did it even mean yeah that's i mean one of my notes is literally just plot yeah. like i don't i don't know if she learned anything i don't know if we went on a journey with her because yeah. when she um i don't want to say it but like when she tells some, someone's like what is your story and she says why literally why her reasoning why she's there I didn't buy it, number yeah. one. And number two, if that really was it, I think that's dumb. Yeah. I mean, the, another character in the scene goes, that's the whitest yeah. like, white woman reason I've ever heard for coming out here. Mm. Like, 
other people are commenting on the fact that she has a dumb reason for being there. Yeah. And I made this comment to the, the person I saw the movie with. I said, uh, I don't think conflict even showed up in the movie until like 50 minutes in. Yeah. But there's, she has literally no conflict with anyone. She's just kind of dropped into the situation and, and finding her feet. Mm-hmm. But then like her friend becomes a weird like side story there. Like there's all these weird side stories and it just, I don't know. It felt aimless for a long time mm-hmm. and felt long. Like this was not a long movie. Well, but it's, yeah, felt it's, it's long. just under two hours, but yeah, it felt long. We probably like, I've cut seen, 15 minutes from it. Easy. I've seen longer movies than this that had a better pace. Mm-hmm. And it's not even about like proper, I don't know. Like, I've seen slower movies than this that didn't feel as long. It's just... Well, there's definitely no... I'm going to just say there's no three-act structure here. Exactly that. None at That's all. That's exactly what she said when I was talking to her about Zero. it last night, is there was... There's no structure. There's no... You know, the 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 climax, if anything, is, like I said, it goes, like, suddenly all Zero Dark Thirty, mm-hmm. and then... And then that's it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we fixed it. Yay, we're done. Yeah. Like okay, wow. Instead of like, it's a weird climax, and then the resolution just fizzles. And especially her relationship with that other female reporter mm-hmm. is so weird to me. Yeah, because I thought initially that's why she traveled there because she saw this woman on the screen. Because mm-hmm. that's literally the scene she's in the the, the gym and watching her on screen. Yep. And I thought, oh, she wants to be like her. Mm-hmm. She sees this woman is making it. She thinks, oh, I wasted my time here. I could be doing this. Mm-hmm. No, she meets her. Never says it to her. She says, I love your work. Yep. She never says, I'm here because of you. Yeah. And she never, you know, I don't know. Like, she's clearly jealous of her and doesn't, and, and later on they become like rivals. Yeah. It's so, it's so bizarre. Really weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a weird movie. Yeah. The funny parts were, you know, like culture clash. I guess that's funny mm-hmm. in a sense. Sometimes that can get kind of boring. I did enjoy her translator guide guy he was a great character i'm looking at his page right now yeah. i recognize him mm-hmm. and i don't know where from i looked at his entire imdb filmography i don't know yeah. i honestly don't know but it's it's kind of crazy to me yeah i couldn't tell you that i don't know where i know this guy from but he was really good He was kind of completely unrecognizable because they throw him in a beard too but there's like a running gag where he's reading Oprah magazine and he's, it's like he's becoming more sensitive to women's needs and uh, like he, his character uh, is engaged mm-hmm. and so they, they get some good laughs out of that, I feel. Like he's a good character. Like if, if they had... He's the only person I cared about in the whole movie. I mean, if anything, is that, is that, could that even, I'm trying to figure out if that even fits a three-act structure of her meeting him because they, they go through a rough patch yeah, and, and then they kind of make up at the end. fixer. They kind of make up at the end. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if anything, that's the closest we get. Right. But, I mean, not. I'm not even saying that all films have to follow a three-act structure, but it kind of helps when there's nothing else going except for like random characters that when the ones we like show up on screen, we get happy. Like Billy, Billy Bob's character yeah. and, and Martin Freeman's character. Mm-hmm. As much as I like, I kind of hated Martin Freeman's character. Right. He, he's a fun, he's a good actor. I know whatever he does on screen will be interesting. I just funny. loved how Scottish he was. Yeah. And his interaction with the, the, the bodyguard was funny. Yeah. That was, that was all good. Uh, I don't know. Is like, and suddenly Margaret Robbie's a thing. Is that yeah. like, she, she's in stuff now. She, she paid the Hollywood due. Yeah. And suddenly she did it. 
it was like she was in Focus, and we were like, who? Oh, I guess you're going to be Harley Quinn. Well, she was also in... Uh, was she in something before Focus? Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, she was Miss Second Wife or yeah. something. And now she's going to be Miss Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. I feel like if... Uh. She was in the TV show Pan Am. Do you remember that show? Yes. She was in that show. I watched an episode. That's interesting. And then her first, well, not her first movie, but her big movie was Wolf of Wall Street. Right before that, she was in About Time. Oh. Still never seen that. Should see that. I heard that's real good. Mm-hmm. And then Z for Zachariah, Focus, Big Short. I have that rented oh, on my short, computer. I need she to watch. She shows up as a weirdo. Oh, in a bathtub. Yeah. And now here's Margot Robbie to explain this I still, movie to you. I still need to watch Z for Zachariah. I actually rented that because it was on sale. All right, look. What? Listeners of the podcast. Okay. If you like movies, check iTunes every couple days because they have special movie rental discounts that are just seemingly random. Z for Zachariah was 99 cents for a rental. Wow. So I rented it and I still haven't watched it. Um, I don't know. Did you ever see Live from Baghdad? Yes. With Michael Keaton? Yes. That's a way better movie. Yes. 100% yes. Because I was watching this movie going, why is this familiar? Why does this feel I mean, it's about 10 years off, right? Yeah, it's about a different time period. It's a decade off, but it's still about the same idea. Yeah. Where these journalists are kind of there and they don't know what's going on, but Mm -hmm. they're trying to find something to cover and some way to cover it. And then, and the, but the, the climax in that movie is they are there when Baghdad starts getting bombed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they have an actual climax. Yeah. They actually have something incredible to focus on. This one is kind of a, uh, a, 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 it's kind of a dual thing between the, 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 the meeting that was a setup. Helen Bone Carter. Carter's yeah. Name, the meeting that was a setup and the kidnapping that happens later in the film. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of, I think, dual climaxes in a way. Right. <clears throat> yeah, this, yeah, because Life in Baghdad is about the Gulf War, mm-hmm. which is yeah, which is much earlier. Jeez, and it's about CNN, not some nameless. Well, yeah, this. And oh that, yeah, it is and, nameless, yeah, and that, that is weird, right? And that was a, and this is a, a TV movie. Yeah, Life in Baghdad. Oh, it was an HBO. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez, <laughs> it was better than this. It was way better. I don't know. I feel like. It just, it was too aimless. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't know what the heck I was watching and why. Yeah. Yeah. Because what did, what did she learn? What did she do? <laughs> I don't There's some funny moments, but I, I can't, yeah, like I wouldn't when, call when it a she, comedy overall. I wouldn't call it a. And I just felt like she didn't learn from her mistakes. No. Like she kept apologizing to people whenever she made a mistake, mm. but she still put several people's lives in danger multiple times. And I also feel like I didn't I didn't fully buy the adrenaline junkie angle yeah. that they were selling. Yeah. They were saying like, oh, you get addicted to the adrenaline. And it seemed like she was going to leave a couple of times and yeah. then just didn't. Yeah. Because one thing or another just came up. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton's good. And so is Martin Freeman. Are we even gonna do a discussion for this? I feel like we're just burnt out. I don't feel like we need to. <laughs> just burnt out. We'll we'll try. We'll give it a try. Okay, we'll give it. Stick a around to the end. Maybe it'll just be five minutes of us going whatever. Good old college uh, try. But I think you don't you don't even have to bother with this movie, right? I know uh, you always like to say, ah, eh, just rent it or watch it on an HBO Showtime situation, but 
Yeah, someday. Don't even bother. Someday when it comes out, if you uh, you can always just log into HBO Go mm-hmm. and watch uh, Live from Baghdad. Yeah, there you go. Because Michael Keaton's fantastic in that movie. All right, what's coming out new in theaters? Batman v Superman: Dawn of the Justice League. My bigger, fatter, Greeker wedding. Dose. I saw the light with. Uh, what's his name from Marvel? Oh my god, Loki? Loki. I saw the light with Loki. That's in limited release. Uh, Born to be blue in limited release. And they're watching also in limited release. Alright, before we get to guess the ending, let's give out some thanks. Starting with Sophomore Makeout. That's the song. Silent Partner. That's the band. (laughs) YouTube Audio Library. That's where we got it from. Yay! Uh, Our logo was done by Justin Cuzon. He is a writer. For Agents of Guard, that's agentsofguard.com. Go check that website out. Uh, if you like podcasts, you should also check out Pick Your Path. That's a Choose Your Adventure style enhanced podcast written by myself, Matt Benson, and David King. Uh, season one is all up, ready for your consumption. Season two is coming some point this year. Go check it out, benvnetwork.com slash pick. Nope, that's not it. Benvnetwork.com slash PYP. <laughs> the podcast is called Pick Your Path. If Tom is here to tell you about his website, optograb.org, and all of his short stories that are available on Amazon and Smashwords. Jordan. Uh, Benson's Boombox just put out another episode. Yeah, whatever. So go check that out <laughs> if you care. Because that uh, that's like once a... Uh, uh, when the blue moon. A blue moon. I was going for blue moon. <laughs> you son of a... Uh, whenever I drink a blue moon, that's, that's when, when it, it comes, comes out. out. Yeah. It's so weird. Because I never drink beer. But then you were like, hey, let's drink these blue moons. And then a Benson Boomswalk came out. It was crazy. Wait. Blue moon. Boom box. Benson? Oh. Hold on. Wait, we're almost there. <laughs> now I need to start a show where I review beers. <laughs> Why? <laughs> on the Benview Network. What? <laughs> we kind of had have something... that and then they died. I know. I don't know what happened. I got to go, go find them. I, I got to go on a mission to find I think, I think they, they were took... kidnapped. I think they might have been too serious with their craft and... They died doing what they love. <laughs> That's drinking and playing Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. I stream at twitch.tv backslash Gamer Assault Weekly. I'll be on this Saturday playing The Division, as I'll be doing all week. But you know what? The Division, Smishifin, whatever, right? Uh, oh, you're next week. Talk about the real stuff. Or nec- next month, uh, Quantum Break comes out. Oh, I thought you were going to talk well, about Which looks super interesting. And I feel, I feel kind of like, like it could connect with what we do here mm-hmm. because that is a game where after every uh after every act mm-hmm. you watch a episode of a tv show what? that they made what's it called it's called quantum break huh. and it's got um Iceman from uh x-men sure it's got uh sean something i think his yeah name yeah is. it's got uh what's his name from game of thrones little finger and, and uh, the guy from The Wire, the African-American fellow with a great voice. Uh, with, the, with the thing on his face or no? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, and a bunch of other actors and looks really good. But it's, it's this strange thing where you play an act and then the decisions you make in the act affect how the TV show plays out. What? So they filmed like a whole bunch of different scenes and it's the, the show that you watch changes based on the decisions you make when you're playing the game that's weird 
I don't know. Isn't that crazy? I don't know how to feel. So it's this weird experiment in interactive storytelling Mm -hmm. that I think is super interesting. And then the week after that, Dark Souls 3 comes out. So uh, next month is going to be amazing. I thought you said you were going to be playing Stardew Valley. I play that the same way I uh, eat chocolate. Uh Uh-huh. And that's as much as you can. <laughs> as much as I can, alone <laughs> in the dark, so no one can see me. Uh, well, that's a great game. I reviewed it in the Long Beach Union Weekly. You oh, you reviewed LBUnion.com. S- you What? Yeah. Stardew Valley? Yeah. What? Yeah. Sometimes I got to write my own stuff, because no one will write it for me. You can, uh, uh. You're going to write me a Daredevil thing. Oh, yes. I you have like two weeks to do that. Oh, <laughs> so get, oh get I'm, writing, I'm writing the hell out of that. Uh <clears throat> So yeah, I'll be on there. I play on Saturdays, Mm -hmm. usually 3 to 5 p.m. So that way it's early enough because most of the viewers that we have on the website uh, are on the East Coast. So I like to play earlier in the day on the weekend. Uh, I played 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. because of a scheduling problem when they made the advertisement. They just put the wrong time on there. Uh And it was one dude who's a great viewer and just he and i talked the whole time i was on camera saying stuff and then he typed something and i responded we basically had a conversation while i was playing the division but that's super fun you know what i mean that's what it's about Mm. having an interaction between myself broadcasting and the people who are watching so come on by you might you might enjoy it uh you should also check out all the other great podcasts on the benview network benviewnetwork.com not ben's in the boombox not that who cares Old news. Now, uh, <laughs> blue, blue Moon? Blue Moon. Blue Moon podcast? So we, um, the last time I was here, uh, you know, it took a week off. Uh, we had a new show, um, the podcast preview, and he's doing good work. Is he? Uh, Aaron, he's doing some good stuff. Uh, he just interviewed, hold on to your hat. What? What? He just interviewed Jesse Thorne. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? This is what's happening in the in our world right what? now. What? Uh, and we got another new podcast Man, joining the interview, network. If you're going to interview someone who does podcasts, that is, yeah, that is the person to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we got another new show that just joined the network called Trent Talk. Oh, uh, are you All familiar? Uses Trent Reznor's music. Yes. What? <laughs> I guessed it straight out. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. I'm so proud of myself. Trent Reznor. Yes. I um, I love. Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor music, so I think I might have to listen to another podcast. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get you on. We'll, oh, we'll definitely. Find a way. Yeah, I'm. They live with Benson. What? They're the Benson people. What? <laughs> That's what I call them. No, they're good people. Man, I would have um, met them already. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, that comes out, I believe, uh, weekly. Uh, just join the Benview Network. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, that's a it's a it's a it's a fun weird little thing. They actually they like you know Trent Reznor of course. Yes. Uh, but they're they also feel like they're inspired by um, you talking you two to me, yeah. Which is a more of a comedy mm-hmm. podcast, but it's you know th- those people love you uh, two at the end of it. And and here's the other weird thing is Trent Reznor ties into video games because he's done several video game soundtracks mm-hmm. and has done soundtracks for movies, yeah, which gonna, turned out really well. They're going to cover all of it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so down. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I think that's it. Whatever. Who cares? Oh, RF website, nvpodcast.com. Uh, email us with your thoughts, whatever else, nvpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, uh, on Twitter, you know, at nvpodcast, at Benby Network. My personal Twitter is at Podcaster Andrew. And I'm at True Valk. So now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it is. 
You're first. Am I up first? Yep. Golly G. Willikers. I'm going to guess the ending for Born to be Blue, directed by Robert Burblue, starring Ethan Hawke Blue, Carmen Ejiga Blue, Callum Keith Renesia Blue, and Tony Nepo Yellow. So, <laughs> this is a reimagination of, this is in French, by the way, I have to, oh no, reimagination of Georges Lejeune, Chabaga. Oh, <laughs> please stop. Please stop. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. The translator broke. All right. Try it again. <laughs> the translator? Yeah, our translator button. It messed up on the on the board. <laughs> try it again. Oh, yeah. I'll read it in French and the translator will spit it out in English, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think I didn't have it turned on. I didn't know you were going to speak French. <laughs> so I didn't have it turned on. It's on now. <laughs> okay. Please read. <laughs> okay. A reimagining of jazz legend Chet Baker's musical comeback in the late 60s. See, look, I can understand that. I told you, you got to tell me when you're going to speak another language, I'll turn the translator on. Yeah, we normally have to break that out when Benson's here. He's, yeah. He slips some French in sometimes. Oh, we gotta, we got to watch out that for him. That man speaks all kinds of tongues. Uh, so here's the fun thing. So Born to be Blue, starring Ethan Hawke. It's a reimagining. Okay. So the director, you see how the director's name is Robert Berdreau? Bird, Yep. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. It's actually um, Richard Linklater. He's, he's doing this under an assumed name because he wants no one to know. It's called Born to be Blue because he's mm-hmm. playing with colors again. If you've ever seen, um, what is that name of that one? He, he has a film that is filmed in live action, but he added animation drawn over it afterwards. I have you heard of that. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's in that same style, except everything's in shades of blue. Well, actually, it's it's kind of a weird thing where it starts out as like black and white, and then when when the Chet Baker character comes in, he is blue, and he spreads the blue to everything around him, and people of other oh. colors interact. He sees other musical influences through colors. A scanner darkly, which I actually well, like and then there's movie. another one too mm-hmm. that he did that did color stuff weird. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You, if you if you look, you'll find it. Look and you'll find. Look and I found. Uh, and so since this is, it's a reimagining, so it's not quite exactly the right you know, telling of, of what happened with Chet Baker for real, mm-hmm. but it's certainly more entertaining because of the use of color, the use of imagery, the use of mutual, mus- musical sounds. Sorry, I think the translator kind of broke again there. Uh, and waking life. Waking life. Yep. Yeah. So he's, he's reteaming with Ethan Hawke, but he doesn't want anyone to know, so he's using this fake name. Uh, but everyone needs to go check it out because it's, it's going to be a colorful uh, masterpiece. Boom. I'm doing their watching. Uh, directed by Jay Linder and Michael Wright, uh, starring Mia Faith, Chris uh, Lemek, uh, David Alpe, and Brigid Brana. An American TV crew gets trapped in a centuries-old web of revenge, horror, and blood when their home improvement show is attacked by an angry Eastern European villagers out to kill the show's star. You told me to read this earlier, and guess what? I skimmed it, uh-huh. but didn't read it. So you didn't, you didn't catch the uh, Home Improvement Show part, did you? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so uh, this is made by people who love uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, and uh, particularly Al. Al's their favorite. I knew it. <laughs> Al is their favorite. But the reason why it's Jay Linder and Micah Wright is because Micah Wright loves... That TV show and loved Al, so they contacted uh, him. What's his name? Uh, oh God, you just took it right out of my head. 
Um, um, Richard Karn. Richard Karn. They contact Richard Karn, and they said, hey, we want to put you in this movie. But this is where Jay Linder comes in, because Jay Linder is a rabid fan of the Resident Evil franchise. And his favorite of that franchise, like anyone with a sane mind, is Resident Evil 4, which is set in Eastern Europe. Yes. Okay. Not the movies. Okay. I be- <laughs> All right, look. You don't have to get into it. I'm no, no, no. <laughs> sidebar. Sidebar. I went down the rabbit hole of Resident Evil movies because I said to myself, they've made so many of these. I understand that as a man who loves his wife and wants to keep putting her on screen making crazy action movies. Good for him. Good for her. But I've got to see what road they've gone down. Yeah. And... That was a bad couple of days. Yeah. Those are some those are some bad movies. Yeah. The the animated version of Resident Evil movies that are based on the games uh-huh. with Leon Kennedy are better. Uh-huh. Way better. And that is scary. Mm-hmm. So um if you love your wife, put her in films that aren't feature films. Okay, please and thank you. Uh, sidebar over. Uh, we can bring the jury back in, and let's get back on the road with this. So it's it's basically everyone else dies immediately as soon as the European uh, villagers attack, and Al says to himself, "You know what? I'm an American boy who knows how to improve any situation." And I'm not going to let these people bring me down. I'm going to show these people what it's like to be a good old American. And he fashions himself uh, weapons with the tools that he has on hand. And it's basically just a movie where he's using the power of home improvement to cut a bloody swath through these Eastern European villagers. And unfortunately, by the end of the film, he finds out that the only reason that they're attacking him is because, according to an ancient legend, uh, he himself, like he's, there's a, he finds a cave and there's a drawing of him that is thousands of years old. Yeah, there's like... It looks this, just like him. Yeah, the flannel yeah. is and etched the flan- into the stone. I mean, that's how he knows. Like, yeah. the face is kind of, you know, whatever, but he's, the flannel matches exactly what he's wearing, yeah. which is the only reason they showed up, because they were broadcasting a TV show live, uh-huh. and these people just showed up out of nowhere. And uh, the the the... Uh, prophecy said that uh, were he to um, were he to live, this entire village would be wiped, wiped out. Mm-hmm. But the message we get at the end of that, when he realizes that the only reason they were trying to kill him is because of the prophecy, but the only reason he killed everybody is because they attacked him because of the prophecy. It was a self-fulfilling mm-hmm. cyclical prophecy, uh, uh, prophecy and um, it's just him crying at the end as he as he uh, murders all of the children of this village oh, no. to make sure that none of them can can continue the prophecy, and mm-hmm. he's just he's just bawling because he's murdering murdering innocent children, and uh, but he knows that he has to do it, otherwise, you know, they're going to come after him. They're going to try and avenge their their family, and uh, it's terrifying and it's sad and it's 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 horrible, you know, and it just it breaks him. You know, he uh, he never films another show again. What? 
What a downer. Yeah, it's a, it's a messed up movie, man. Uh, so we can end the guessing. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, do we need to make the bim bam rule? No, no downers. No downers? Hey, hey, hey. No downers. No downers. Uh, all right. So that's it for this episode. <laughs> if you're the last person, no downers. Yeah. Uh, yeah we can make that rule. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's all right. Uh, this is uh, this well. Is we the got end the discussion this. after this. We're going to bring everybody up with the discussion. Where everyone's going to hear the discussion. Of course. And they're just going to come out of it feeling so good. Yeah. About uh, so whiskey pumped. tango foxtrot. Pumped full of adrenaline. Yeah, they're just going to love it. Uh, what do we do now? Oh yeah, next week we will be coming back, and we will. Uh, one of us will be Batman. The other will be Superman. Oh, I thought we were reviewing uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. All right, one of us no, will what, be. What was the other movie? One of us will be Neo Vardalos. The other one the will be John Corbett. I in the sky. <laughs> we'll think about it. I want to be the uh, the I will the be hummingbird Helen drone. Marin, I want to be the hummingbird, will be the hummingbird drone. drone. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out. We're gonna review. Kind I want to be the girl in the, with the hula hoop. All right, and I'll be Aaron Paul. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, this has been episode two sixty eight of Nerds Have You. Come back next week for more fun and movie for talk. For some dawn of justice. Yeah, maybe we'll even sneak in some extra characters that you didn't think was going to be in the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I don't even know what that means. No, me neither. Who knows what any of this means? Uh, maybe Zack Snyder will be proven to be wrong. Oh, my God. I'm just so worried about this movie. Uh, but go watch Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so until next week, this is episode 268. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners... When a suited dude brings you into a boardroom and tells you that you're the only over 40 unmarried uh, people without uh, family, um, just cry. Just just start crying because it's, it's true and it hurts. Pen. This is vocal, right? I can. iPad. Yeah. Google Docs. Open. 268 dash NEV week of 32116. You can't be that specific, but you can open up apps with Siri. You can. I'm doing a joke. I'm doing a goof. You're not very funny. Doing a quality goof here. This is our attempt at a discussion for Whiskey Tango, who cares? Mm -hmm. Uh, So Martin Freeman gets kidnapped. Right. He he was kidnapped before. It's kind of an interesting, um, him getting kidnapped, that the reason why I think is interesting because it parallels a decision that Tina Fey's character made earlier. Tina Fey was going to come back to New York to visit her uh, boyfriend and get a little time at home before going back. And she gets a last minute call to do an interview with a, with some kind of a warlord. And without telling her boyfriend right away, she decides to knock it on the plane and come and do the, do the interview. Like, so, and it later comes to light. He didn't, she didn't even let him know until like days later. Yeah. And then, um, so in a kind of flip around, uh, Tina Fey, her character goes to back to New York 
to oh, yeah, to, to kind talk of to, Jerry. to talk to her boss. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was very oh, loud. My goodness, I'm so sorry. I don't think you've ever done that ever before. That was incredible. That was the first time moving a moving a bottle situation. Wow. Um, so she goes to talk to her boss, and then she has now entered a relationship with Martin Freeman's character. And he says, oh, I'll, I'll come out and meet you in Glasgow, where he's from, Because he's going to go there. Anyway. Yeah, he's going to go. And she's already flying back, and she might as well make a stop there, and they'll have a couple of days or whatever. And she does go there. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out that the story he's been chasing is finally he can go cover yeah, it. Yeah, before she even gets on the plane, he finds out that he's he, he's he, waiting had for, a, he had an option to go talk to somebody. Yeah. But there was a pass that was closed for some closed reason. Closed or blocked. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think snow. Snow's a thing in the mountains yeah, of those areas. Yeah, but then when they drove through there, it looked like it was Yeah, summer. it looked weird. Uh, so he finally can, can go through there. So he takes a bus, it breaks down, and then he gets kidnapped. Yeah. So when she lands in Glasgow, she immediately finds out he's been kidnapped. She's just message after message. She, after goes, message. she goes back to um, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. She, she tries to talk to every single person she can to pull a favor yep. to go save him. Um, Billy Bob can't do it. Well, he can't. He helps, he, right? A little. He says. He says, "Look, this is a big ask. You know, uh, we can't just go into any situation blind. That's not the way we work. Mm-hmm. We need, and which just sounds to me like, well, we need an area. We need to scout it and everything. But it basically just comes down to the fact that he needs a, a location. Yeah. That they he can't just take a troop and just march through an area looking for someone. That's that's not how they do things there. Mm-hmm. Um, there'd be a lot of public outcry if they did because they're technically on peacekeeping missions you know what i mean they're there to help the people Mm -hmm. and uh so she pulls in the one favor she has um attorney general yeah uh, of the islamic nation alfred molina yeah who has been blatantly hitting on her trying trying to abuse whatever little friendship that he has out of her yep and uh at that point i honestly didn't know what she was going to do and then she blackmails him essentially she has uh-huh. video footage of him trying to visit her and doing a silly dance. He's doing a dance on camera. And so he gets mad about that and uh, he says, okay, I'll find, I'll find your guy. Yeah. And then they send Tall Brian on to video the rescue. Which is the way she convinces Billy Bob Thornton to do it in the first place is, look, you know, other branches of the military, they're always talking about how good of a job they're doing, but you're out here just doing stuff that no one talks about anymore because Mm -hmm. it's also a part of the uh, story of the reason she goes back to talk to Jerry, her boss, Mm -hmm. is she's not getting coverage anymore Yeah, because people, while they love the troops, don't want to see them on the news all the time. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of feeling underappreciated and then she brings up the fact that, you know, if if his branch, if the Marines are not in in the, you know, the, the collective thoughts of politicians when they're talking about budget cuts and stuff like that yeah. that he could be on the chopping block next so uh by having them do this h- hostage rescue and and having it on camera it would be a big deal it would be on the news you know it would be a good thing for everybody involved mm-hmm. and uh and it happens and th- man that just seemed just comes out of nowhere yeah and feels like a totally different kind of movie. Yeah, like I said, me, Zero Dark Thirty. It's just suddenly like but, troops marching. And but I, well, I saw it and I was like, well, I've seen it better in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. I've seen it better in uh, Sicario. Yeah. Which takes a scene like that and makes it haunting 
and, and beautiful, beautiful yeah. <laughs> and crazy dark and foreboding yeah. and scary uh-huh. like all at the same time just turns that scene and makes it incredible and i'm just like this is just a normal like movies like sicario have made me realize that people need to step up you can't just have a normal military action scene anymore mm-hmm. like that just it doesn't work uh it just feels cheap mm-hmm. and that's kind of what it felt like because yep. um aside from like two people uh the only indication that we even knew people were in that building is flashes of guns because mm-hmm. you you don't really see anybody there you see like three dudes in the living room yeah and and they just throw a flashbang in there and shoot everybody yep and even that is kind of like well their intel must be fantastic for them to be what if there's a child sitting in there right I thought, I honestly thought... They didn't, they didn't... I thought going a comedy route, they were going to pop in and, uh, what's his name? Martin Freeman was just going to be hanging out. Yeah. Instead of, instead of being chained up or whatever, I thought he was just going to be hanging out. Because, like, it would have been hilarious if he got taken by those militants and then another group, like, bought him, as they said, Uh because he was going to be sold to a different group, and they realized that he wasn't worth any money, so they were just hanging out together. Yeah. And so all those military went in and they're just chilling. Yeah. You know, and they don't have to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great outcome. Well, and it, I mean, it would have made it more of a comedy, but it's. This a, isn't a comedy. Apparently not. And then when he f- does get rescued, so him and, uh, uh, what's her name? Kim, they have a moment. Mm-hmm. And then he, when he's telling his story, like, oh, I, I was kidnapped before. Oh, it was great. Oh, this was much easier, blah, blah, blah. And I don't get the weight of it. I don't get any of There's the weight. no weight. And and I don't believe it as a comedy moment either. I, I think it doesn't I, work either way. I think the movie is almost trying to say that like the fact that there is no weight to this is the problem that she finds with it. That in any other place on Earth, this would have been the most terrifying, horrible experience. But the fact that all these people are so used to this lifestyle that they find it just this nonchalant bump in the road, yeah. finally freaks her out and makes her realize that she's in a place she doesn't want to be. Yeah, when she finally leaves, she does say, this was almost normal. So and she couldn't take that anymore. She was like, I, can't, I couldn't let this become normal. Yeah. Uh, which I think three years, that's, that's, that's a, a bit much. Time. That's a bit much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then she finally makes it back. And I just, I kind of hate the last beat of this film. Yeah. Because she succeeds in getting on a TV thing. Like, she gets some kind of a show. Great. And then it ends with, oh, and she's going to be interviewing the guy that she saved those however many years ago yeah. at this point. And he's got a book. And he's got a book. and so Which parallels the memoir that I was yeah, telling you about. Uh-huh. About photographer. a female photographer yeah. who wrote a book about her time in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And it's a male photographer coming on the show to pimp his book. Like... Oh, yeah well and then it's really weird kind of when they take like a quick commercial thing he says oh i'm gonna be in new york in a little bit you want to hang out or whatever want to get, get a coffee and boom and we're, uh, so was their relationship important was it not like was it gonna rekindle just it's frustrating it's frustrating when a yeah. film is like you're saying so aimless and so it ends and you just don't even know what you're supposed what, to take away from it yeah mm-hmm like what was the message you it's, were supposed to get? It's not even that it had to have a message, but it was kind of like what was what was so important about what she did mm-hmm. there. Yep. It wasn't like anything groundbreaking happened. It was it was kind of run of the mill. I didn't really buy the adrenaline junkie angle. I didn't really buy uh why she went. I didn't really buy 
any of the angles they were trying to come at me with. It would have made more sense if after that first experience, which was actually kind of fun where she refused to get out of the car, but just began her her chain of making stupid decisions and almost getting herself killed, mm-hmm. um, of getting out of the car and filming when they're getting attacked by the... Uh, oh, yeah. Their convoy's getting attacked. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, running out with them and, like, getting all these camera angles. And that's when Billy Bob Thornton first, like... It's like, yeah, good for you, you know? Because uh-huh. you're brave and you did it. Yeah. But she didn't come off of that. She wasn't in the Humvee after, like, kind of shaking from all the adrenaline. Uh-huh. Like, when people go through an experience in that way, it it has a physical effect on them. Mm-hmm. And she was just fine afterwards. Yeah. There wasn't the the metaphor of the attic didn't follow through. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it. We only saw it in everyone around her. We didn't see it in her. Yeah, I kind of believed it more in um, the other lady in Margot right. Robbie's yeah. character, Tanya. She definitely seemed more like she wanted to take actual risks. She mm-hmm. wanted to live crazier. She was willing to do, yeah. uh, which culminates in the scene. Yeah, where. Bad stuff happens and people die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was a weird, also, side note of, like, the the effect of, of friendly fire Well, I definitely thought she was going to die. I yeah. th- totally thought, because it's kind of like the way that these kinds of movies go is that you you have a little group and then one of them dies. And, and, then, the, and then it's sad. In this no case, one, it was a very side, very, very side character. And a dies. character that we are almost was a set up line. to not like in the first place it's because a, of what he likes. Yeah, he's a punchline character. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't feel that death at all. No. I think the lady should have died, but yes. Yeah. I mean, that's just a. But then that would have killed the rival side story later. It would which have either was killed totally it or like. Unnecessary. They could have moved it earlier and amped it up to that moment, and then it would have been really crazy. Where, oh, man. Right? That would have been so much more interesting if she I got there think and she, f- she hears from Jerry that Tanya was gonna trying be, to screw her, yeah. but died but in the died. attack. Yeah. And, and that if, would be like, and if she look hadn't at what died, the adrenaline does. Yeah. And if she hadn't died in the attack, she would have screwed her out of a job, but now she gets to keep it because Tanya died. Whoa, you bought a, you wrote a better movie. Hollywood, we're here. <laughs> Come get us. Look, they have people sitting in rooms writing these movies and what, what's crazy all to me day long, is, and we just figured it out. What's crazy to me is that, I mean, yeah, this is based on a true story. Let's put, throw a bunch of quotes around oh, that. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, we're rewriting it, sure. But I'm certain that what we saw was not even close to what even actually happened or what was even in the books that it was based on. Of course So why not punch it up in the way that we're saying? Like, I don't know. You got to... That would have meant so much more for what they were trying to go for. What they were trying to go for. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, that girl, that other lady didn't matter. No, she disappeared. She just kind of disappeared. Yeah. She she gets to yell at Tina Fey and then disappear. Yeah. Okay. And then and then that leads that weird payoff. The he lost his legs and he's happy and fine. You know, I kind of like that scene though. I like that scene because I like him. Yeah, he's a he was so great early on, and then he disappears, and I went, oh, well, okay. And then he comes back. And then he comes back. Yeah, and he delivers this like beautiful thing. I love the fact that he says, "You give yourself too much credit." Mm -hmm. That's that's really good. And I love some of the weird stuff he brings up in his. You know, oh, if if you hadn't said that, I wouldn't have gone. Oh, if. If Bin Laden's parents hadn't got divorced, yeah. then why? You know, we wouldn't. Well, that's be the same with thing. Of, of I thought that was really if funny. Hitler had been accepted to art school, yeah, right. But <laughs> I think that's just that's the modern version of that. Mm-hmm. And he's and he goes, oh, and of course the um, the European, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you go back far enough, you can blame anything on anything, right? But yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah, 
I was kind of, I forgot to look it up. If he actually was a guy with no legs. Because they did a great job. If that was CGI, that was some good I looked him up and he doesn't look like he has prosthetics. That was a good, and even his his stance of the way that he walked. Yeah, his his gait totally changed. Let's see. No, you look like a real, he looks like a a real actor guy. Oh, he was, he was, what? Yeah, he's in some (laughs) stuff too. (laughs) <laughs> he was towed in X-Men Days of Future Past. Wow. Talk about, <laughs> talk about random. What? This poor guy. I'm sorry. He's in Bone Tomahawk? This movie I is still better. I see that. This, I mean, this, his role in this movie was better than that. Oh, no. Isn't that great TV show, The Good Wife, that everyone says is great? Oh, no. I should watch that. I'm getting a little tired. What Excuse what should you watch? Mula. The Good Wife? Yeah, The Good Wife. Yeah. I don't know what the Lennon report is, but that sounds kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're just looking at what he's doing because that picture of Toad just threw me off. Yeah, you should have seen your face. <laughs> it just kind of lost me it for a bit. Off. But no, that was that was actually a scene where I cared. Yeah. For sure, for sure. For sure. Uh anyway, I think we're done. <laughs> we don't have to talk about this movie ever again. Mm, go see Live from Baghdad. Go, yeah, go watch that. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.